Whovians, hop in your TARDISes, you're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Huh? You mean they got history outside the United Americas? I'm your colonial oppressor, Jordan. I'm Sam. I'm the middle child of this family, and I hope I don't. I hope I don't get managed. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm Jordan, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm Jordan, and I'm different from when you last saw me. It's been a week. My opinions and politics have changed, and now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, was it only Jesus? It feels like we recorded so long ago. Uh huh. What is this podcast about? This is a Doctor Who podcast where we randomly select a Doctor Who episode and then we watch it. This episode that we have randomly selected uh, via your uh, Excel spreadsheet is uh, Series 11, Episode 6, Demons of the Punjab, written not by Crisps Chibnall. That, uh, this was written by Vinay Patel. I think it's Punjab. Punjab. I don't know. I uh, I received an American education. I think it's Trice Chibnall. I think it's Jodi. Is it well, Jodi? Jodi. We haven't seen the first French doctor in a while. <laughs> but I was really missed. You know, Team Tardist, Yaz, uh, Graham and Ryan, and uh, of course, Jodi, the Team first French Tardist. That's what they're called. Did you not know that? What? Yeah, <laughs> dude. When, who calls them that? This episode they was call- also directed by Jamie Childs. I don't know if not only that. does the wiki call themselves that, I believe they refer to themselves and like, when? you know. When? They're go, never, never, Tardis, never go put on your Team Tardis, go put on your backpacks and your water what? bottles. Let's go find the birds in your backpack, you brilliant I mean, humans. is it just because there's three companions? There's I not usually so. that many. Look, Team Tardis. Team Tardis is a term originally used by the 11th Doctor to refer... What? The 11th... No, it was later used by the 13th Doctor to refer to herself and her human companions, Graham, Ryan, and Yaz. What? Go put on your backpacks, you brilliant humans, Team Tardis. Oh, that was a Jody Whitaker impression, was it? Uh, There's a little Kuno there. <laughs> you I fucking pigs, put on your, your backpacks. <laughs> I don't know what their voices. <laughs> no, Kuno right? doesn't want to join your minion, Team Tardis. <laughs> <laughs> you kick Kuno like the football. Sorry. Uh, um, Jordan, this is Series 11, Episode 6, Demons of the Punjab. What did you think of it? It was not fucking minging. It was actually really good. I really liked it. I don't know what it. minging means, so I don't, I don't know if this episode was minging, but it was good. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I don't I know where this like, is on the on the scale of minging, but it was good what, on the what's scale. What's on the other good. end? Yeah, what end of the scale is minging on, and then what is on the opposite end? <laughs> Nobody knows. I think... I th- I only I, know that the kid who says the lemonade is minging afterwards just shatters the bottle on the ground. So I have to but assume that... But that could be from being so delight. energized by a delicious beverage. He, it was so good that he never wanted anyone else to get to taste it. Um, but this is a good episode, um, mm-hmm. which I feel like, I feel like, uh, Jody's the crisps what was oh, the backpack era i feel like the backpack era which they did you not notice they all had backpacks on in this episode i um, <laughs> really am starting to wonder if there has ever been a backpack on doctor who besides in praxius and in rancor Kolos, they had big camping backpacks they had like khaki 
sturdy backpacks and water bottles. Every time you say another episode has backpacks in it, I start to doubt whether (laughs) any episode has ever had a backpack in it. I don't know if they have backpacks in the UK. They do, and also they're in every episode, including this one where they show up and uh, Prem gives them all backpacks. You're making me you're making me doubt things that I know to be true. <laughs> I'm gaslighting you on our podcast. Yes, I am. I love doing that. <laughs> um, this was a good episode. I liked it, um, and I enjoyed it. And uh, when oh, what I was gonna say is the backpack era episodes are usually like kind of painfully mid, but when they're good, they're really good. They're good. They're good. When they're that's good, not, they're that's not good. really true. There there have been some episodes that I was like. <laughs> Uh, no, this was a great episode. I think that my favorite episode is absolutely uh, Day of the Doctor. That I don't expect to change anytime soon, but this is maybe second place? Ooh, we, we watched, I'm, I'm biased because we watched, uh, we watched Doctor Dances and that one's like, ooh, so good. Uh, that is a good one. That it's definitely, one. I have, I have trouble ranking things in order. Like, because I, because everything's a little, so that's why I like tier lists. So this is oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, God knows what would happen if we went back and rewatched The Beast Below now. I would definitely say this is an S tier episode of Doctor Who, dare I say. I mean, The Rebel Flesh was my favorite episode when it was the second episode <laughs> it's we the watched. the second episode you've seen, yeah. So <laughs> that means that w- there was a time in your life where, where Beast Below was both the best and worst episode of Doctor Who you had seen. Nah, I would say even then my favorite episode was still episode three that I don't remember what happened in it. I just remember liking it. <laughs> um, not a particular, by the way, not a particularly funny episode of Doctor Who. And oh, I'm, yeah, just I'm really gonna... looking forward to doing yuck yucks about the partition of India, which I'm... I mean, look, I've been saying this. I, I think I said this on Sounds About Light. I've, we've said this on Discord, probably said it on the podcast last week. American public school failed me. It's so unfortunate, but it's true. This is where I learned about the partition of India. It is also where I learned about the partition of India. I'm sorry. So, they don't thank teach you us Vinay about Patel. It. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic of my country. <laughs> um, what was it? Oh yeah. Before we start the episode, I just want to get this out of my system. I'm just saying this now. You can you can be mean to me about it, Sam. I'm just saying it now to get this out of my system. I'm going uh, to kill you, Jordan. What were the the Thijarians? The Thijarans? Thijarians, I think. Yeah, their purple stuff was the Grimace Shake. Okay, we're getting that out of the way. We're done with Yahoo! that. Yahoo! I love timely references. Yeah, I just I had to say it, so I don't say it later. The purple D- stuff Jordan, all over the Holy Did you know that man. on TikTok? The purple stuff on the guy was the Grimace shake, and they died Jordan, from it. did you know that on TikTok? I don't have TikTok. I don't know what that is. I don't have TikTok either. Did you know? No, I don't have Twitter anymore either. They said I couldn't use their website <laughs> took it anymore. Away. We're recording this the day that Twitter said that if you look at too many posts, they'll kill you. Do you want to know what I did this morning? Is I read that news, so I went to my computer, and I went on Twitter, and then I just held the page down key. Well, um, I wanted and, to ask about that, because uh-huh. I saw you post that, and I also wanted to do it until they forbid me from looking at any more posts. But the posts, I'm curious if this was your experience, the posts were loading so slowly in general that I just got bored and stopped. No, mine were loading okay, and I found success by, like, clicking back and forth between the For You tab and the, uh, normal and the website, normal tab. Normal website, normal website, normal website. But after I started doing For that... For anyone listening to this uh, six months from now, Twitter was a social media platform. Um... It was, uh, It was kind of like, you know Blue Sky, the thing that went out of business a couple weeks ago? Called- <laughs> Remember when 
the website that, you know, the defunct website, everything.com, that used to be called Twitter. Um, the only homepage you can have X. It's, it doesn't even have a, a fucking dot com. It's this is where X. I you handle type my in X and you go to X. <laughs> this is where I handle my finance. This is where I handle my health care. I go on. It says I can only make one deposit every three months because I'm not a verified user. And I just I log I, on and my doctor tells me that my ape was stolen and I'm no longer a stakeholder <laughs> at the doctor's office. So I can't get care. He said that he invested in in me dying to a disease that he didn't tell me I had because the <laughs> because they they speculate on the lives of their patients. That's so fucked. But I will say Jordan Deadcoin is going to the moon, and I do have a lot of money in it. <laughs> I'm in the uh, I'm in the uh, the Dow for me dying of uh, tuberculosis in th- in three months, and I am the majority stakeholder. So I do stand to benefit a lot. If I do die of tuberculosis in three months, unfortunately, Twitter, sorry, everything.com will not be around in three months for me to cash out. It's not so. everything.com, it's just X. <laughs> I forgot about X. I'm going to be real with you. I completely forgot that X wasn't a joke that you just made right now. No, 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 Elon has been wanting to have a company called X, the everything app, since he was like, I mean, ever like since 60 he, or so? Ever since he took that tumble down the stairs and he hit his head like four times and he woke up and he said x.com at the everything app anyway uh do you want to talk about the partitioning of india oh yeah so it's yaz's grandma's birthday in the present day uh this is our first time meeting yaz's grandma but we have heard about her before yeah this is i mean it's kind of funny because uh the backpack era is a very grandma heavy it's kind of the nan era of the doctor who uh universe can we call it that instead No, Backpack Era already stuck. <laughs> I hate it. It do- it didn't stick. I've never accepted that name. You're the only one who calls it that. Uh, let me just go on our Discord and let no, me just stop, uh, stop, Backpack stop, Era and see stop. if I'm the only person who... You find hundreds of posts from people <laughs> saying, I will never call it the Backpack Era. Uh, Ironicus called it Backpack Era and then... Damn it, Ironicus! And then I really like uh, a couple other people saying Backpack Era and then I do like... Uh, friend of the show morg who said i gotta catch up and figure out why it's called the backpack era morg you won't <laughs> don't think backpack- that you will it they won't had a happen backpack in two episodes <laughs> there were two episodes of backpacks in them but um, there's definitely more coming believe me <laughs> anyway oh backpack my God, era- this is the new good ricky is just around the corner <laughs> It's the Backpack Era, a.k.a. put on a backpack, man, I swear! <laughs> backpack Era, a.k.a. the Nan, the Granddad Era. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a Grampy Era. It's kind of a Grampy Era, but but unfortunately, backpacks are more prevalent than grandparents on this show. There's um, literally a grandpa in every episode. <laughs> I love that grandpa so much. He was such a weird presence in this episode, because his entire character was like, I'm sorry I'm English, but they never, like, he never apologized. Well, he didn't say sorry. I thought he was well. going. I literally thought there was a scene where I thought that he was going to apologize to Prem for being British. That would have been, so <laughs> been so weird. Why would that have happened? <laughs> he apologized for being the racist bus driver. So Yaz's grandma, she's a little bit grumpy uh, on her birthday. She tells uh, the kids, uh, "We knew Yaz had a sister, right? Yeah, the yes, sister was she did in talk uh, about her sister time. Oh yeah, she was. They played." Uh, <laughs> Call of Weeping Angels together. Right, they played Weeping Angels the video game together. But, uh, yeah, so Yaz's grandma's, like, talking about her her cool backstory. 
She was the first woman to get married in Pakistan. She was the first Muslim woman to work in a textile mill in South Yorkshire. (laughs) I love all the qualifiers. She also complains about the cake they bought her. She says it sucks. Um, Oh, yeah. She's very like, oh, I lived all these years to be given a store-bought birthday cake. I like Um, when she, uh, I like when she gives away, uh, to, these are all of her grandkids, right? Or these are, is this her, like, if I I, remember correctly, I think Yaz's parents are here. Yeah, her dad dad is just like watching TV in the background. He's a dad. What do you want from him? He's watching, he's watching, I don't know. Is he watching, what, what, what does our dad watch? He watches soccer. He watches cricket. He watches, uh, he watches uh what's it called billiards snooker i don't know i don't know, I don't know what i don't know what that guy's watching on k-pop TV. videos <laughs> <laughs> anyways ricking morty i do like when uh when yaz's grandma gives i think yaz's mom all of her sex she says here's the letters that your gra- uh, that that uh your dad wrote me when he was away don't read the don't read the ones where he's like sexting me <laughs> I thought that she gave those to Yaz's sister, but I don't oh, know. Probably. It doesn't matter. The important thing is that Yaz receives a broken watch. But and we've uh-huh. seen this watch before. It was at the end of Legend of the Sea Devils. Did uh, we really? She tells Good Yaz, memory. Oh, uh, Yaz's dad in a, a very dad moment is like, "Hey, you need someone to fix that." <laughs> and Yaz is like, "Oh, maybe." But the but the grandma's like, "Don't." No. Never, oh, never like, by the way, shout out to Yaz's awesome grandma who's like, Yaz, my favorite grandchild. (laughs) Did she say that? Yes, very cool. (laughs) Um, but so Yaz then goes to the TARDIS. Ryan and Graham are here, and she says, Doctor, I want to know what's up with this watch. My grandma wouldn't tell me. Can you take me back in time to meet my young grandma? Uh, and the doctor flashes back to uh, to Amy Pond sitting next to her dead dad, and how cool that was. Uh, and she says, "Yeah, she was like it, it. Things can get a little messy when you do time travel involving family members." And, and yeah, just the thinking about all the like, times that she watched uh, uh, Peter die. Is that his name, Peter? Yeah, I think that's right. And also the fact that aliens almost destroyed the entire world because of the paradox. But yeah. Uh, um, and then she says, well, why don't you just stick that watch into the telepathic navigation circuit, which I think is a thing that's come up before. Yeah, maybe. The The point of this, though, is that in order for the plot to work, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's just to surprise them about when and where they end up, which what else is new? Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, because Yaz is like, I think that my grandma lived in Pakistan in the 50s. In so Lahore. that's probably when this is going to take us to. Yeah. Um, so they pop the watch in, uh, and they get out, and then they're... You good? You need your inhaler? Huh? I'm just making the TARDIS noise. I don't think that's what the TARDIS sounds like. I think the TARDIS... The TARDIS sounds more like that than this is the backpack era. <laughs> They get out and they're in like the like a picturesque countryside, and then of Spain. Uh, uh, yeah, I was wondering where they were filming this. I knew it. Wasn't. I mean, it's a, it's a very pretty environment of Spain. Uh, and then I, I, I'm to be fair, I'm I'm not surprised they didn't they didn't <laughs> fly them out all out to to Pakistan for this. That would be quite an excursion. Uh, when and they you brought, could just film, in and Spain. they had to bring a real double decker bus with them that got damaged. Oh my god, I forgot they did that. <laughs> Cost millions. Anyway, they get out 
And Ram says, where are we? And then Ryan says, and more importantly, when are we? For once, though, this is a genuine question because they don't they really don't know, know exactly, exactly they when or where they and ended then up. All they just the... know that this is near where the watch was. And then all of a sudden, uh, the doctor gets, like, angry brain disease. She gets, like, she... brain scream telepathic yeah. and goes, ouch, my head. Uh, we don't really see what she sees except that it's, like, some monster-looking aliens. Now, Sam, There's I a see... man in a carriage. I see, I see you wrote carriage, and I really like that you use the word carriage instead of, like, a horse-drawn buggy or a cart. Because a carriage evokes, like, it's got a roof and some doors. And Does it? Some... I don't know. I feel like a, a horse-drawn carriage can be a lot of things. I, I suppose so. But he's, like... He's it's got, got a covered wagon, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's an, a man in a Conestoga wagon and a cowboy hat pulls up. Um, and, uh, sees, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like the TARDIS has, like, a, some kind of circuit that just says makes people accept what they see or something, because he sees, <laughs> he sees, like, <laughs> he sees one Pakistani woman, and then three British people, well, they're all British, but one of them, one of them- Well, I'm surprised he wasn't freaking out, he's like, it's a Pakistani woman, though, oh, they don't, don't exist, exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all speaking perfect Punjabi, uh, and that's very confusing for him, but he just rolls with it. And then one of them says, we're family, and one, I think... Ryan's I guess the, the bigger surprise is not, uh, there are British people speaking Punjabi, it's there are British people speaking Punjabi well. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're here looking for, uh, for Umbreen. We are either family or friends or family friends, depending on which of us you ask. Which... I mean, fair enough. I, I, I think it's I think it's clear to see that all four of these people are not related. Um, and they he says, "Okay, I'll, this this seems normal. I'll take you to see um, the woman who will find out is my uh, soon to be wife. Uh, let's all go." And then they hop in, and then we see a sadhu or a holy man uh, uh, saying, "You fucking zoomers with your horse drawn." Buggies. That's why they're called Zoomers, because they're always the, zooming around on their horse-drawn wagons. He's like, I love walking, you fucking lazy kids with your horses. Try walking when you're hauling your cargo. Okay, see you later at your wedding. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, the, the guy that they met is named Prem. Uh, and he, yes, we are we are going to find out that he is engaged to Umbreen, Yaz's grandma. Which Yaz is a little confused by. This is not the guy from my grandma's old pictures of her and my grandpa. But we do see what that he's wearing heck? he is wearing the watch intact by the way. So we do catch a little glimpse of a spooky figure. I don't think we get a really good look at it, but I th- it's it's the same one from the doctor's brain ouch visions and it's watching the sadhu from above and saying <laughs> I'm the villain of this episode. I am the demon of the Punjab. <laughs> Are, is he the, is, are they, here's the question though, Sam. I mean, I'll be honest, the name Demons of the Punjab, uh, I think, uh, it's maybe meant to be a bit of a bait and switch, uh-huh. but it's, the, re- uh, the real Demons of the Punjab is hatred and the human, the darkness inside the human heart. Which, hey, fair enough. And also the scary aliens. It's kind of, it's not, it's not, not clever. Uh, we, we then get Ding. to, we get to, uh, Umbreen's farm. Uh, the whole family's here, uh, Umbreen's, Umbreen's mom is here, uh, and then also... I think Yaz is also surprised to see that her grandma lived on a farm, so, so we're getting a sense of, like, 
this is a whole point of her grandma's life that she didn't know about. Yeah, because, I mean, when they get there, uh, they thought that they were going to be in, like, a big city. Not Mm -hmm. in, like, the, like, in the countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says that she's the third cousin of one of, uh, one of several Uncle Malik's. There's, like... And that's her cover is that she has so I did, many. I did like that when, she's, joke, when yeah. she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Uncle Malik's cousin. And, and we're here for the win. Like, Which <laughs> one? <laughs> Which one? Exactly. She says. Uh, I, I did that. What that is, uh, one of the most common Pakistani names, apparently. And then, uh, apparently there's going to be some kind of announcement or news today. Um, when Ryan I says, hope it's good news. I hope Come it's good news. on, England. Uh, Ryan's like, we're here from England. And then they're like, they all just start pulling at their collars. Yeah, Prem is like, maybe you should keep that to yourself. Uh, also, uh, we meet uh, Prem's younger brother, Manish. Uh, and Yaz at this point is like, well, something's not right here. Because my family is Pakistani Muslim. And, and these guys are Hindu. this man is Indian Hindu. What's why are going they, on? Why are they getting married? This is not. Why are this they is not married? my beautiful grandpa. She says. <laughs> she walks up to Prem and says. She walks up to Prem and grabs him by his collar and says, "You are not my beautiful grandpa. Who are you?" I don't think this is super important for this episode, but I I was kind of getting the sense that Yaz probably either hasn't met or like doesn't remember her grandpa. Yeah it it seemed uh it seemed like he probably died when either before she was born or when she was very young because yeah she didn't really. It wasn't like she was like, oh, granddad was always doing this. It was like, but my grandpa didn't look like this in the pictures I saw of him. I like when Prem puts his brother in a headlock because his brother's like teasing him about his driving. And he puts his brother in a headlock and we go into headlock cam to do a, a <laughs> dramatic zoom in on his wrist. He's wearing the watch. Ah, <gasps> oh, it's him. Which he I mean, the- that makes sense then that the TARDIS brought them to, to where the place where the watch was. Makes sense. Um, ding, 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 ding. Plot makes sense. I appreciate. Understood. I appreciate Manish. I, I, I won't say this many times in this episode, but I appreciate Manish because he <laughs> found a way to like be on the internet before the internet exists. Cause he's like, yeah. he's talking about leaks and sources. Yeah, he's like, he, he's like, <laughs> oh, there's an announcement. I already know what it is. I've got inside information. He is not from the uh, 1947. He is fucking on the boards. <laughs> like he's on, he's on. He's on QMap.pub when he God. says, like, there's a government insider who has given me pictures of the maps. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. So anyway, the news, everyone else yeah. goes into the house, but he's like, I don't need to hear the announcement. I, I already know. know. Um, Hello. Oh, it we is, didn't mention yeah. that the doctor, before they left, the doctor was like, one hour and then we leave. And now Graham is like, that was a pretty long uh, cart ride. So the hour is pretty much up. And Yaz is like, <laughs> no. And then they go inside, and, and it's like, Hello, this is the English. We have drawn a new line on your map. It will be fine, probably. We decided that it would be pretty much fine if we drew this line here. <laughs> we decided it would be very good if we turned your one country into two distinct countries with different ethnic groups in them. Enjoy! Goodbye! Colonel Battlebonger. What the fuck was his name? It was like... Oh, yeah. This fucking guy it was like a Mount... Mount... Mount Battlemont or something. I looked this guy's name up. His name is Madness. Mountelbomb? Mountel? Mount? Mountel? Mountbatten. So the Mountbatten family is a British dynasty. uh, They're descended from the Battenbergs, apparently. Yeah, they're descended from the Battenbergs. Uh, 
Queen Elizabeth II adopted the surname of Mountbatten. Oh, sorry. The late Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, consort of Queen Elizabeth II, adopted the surname of Mountbatten from his mother's family in 1947, being a member of the House of Schleswig-Holstein-Sonderburg-Glucksburg. This sounds like the good person to make the new line. Yeah. When, <laughs> when someone has four hyphenated last names from I different trust, political I trust dynasties, all of their... <laughs> I mean, that's not the guy. I can't, I can't find the specific guy, but that's fine. Fuck that guy. We have decided after fighting World War that your country is too expensive to colonize, so as a parting gift, we're going to fuck it up real bad. Goodbye! We thought about it for 14 minutes and decided it would be fine. <laughs> so yeah, the, the doctor realizes it is August 1947, and they have arrived right at the moment where India is partitioned into India and Pakistan. Which, uh, I didn't know this is a person who received an American education. It was a very bad time to live in India. Slash Pakistan. And a lot of people died from it. Maybe some of our listeners didn't know. Like, two million people died as a result of this. Well, hey, you know what's... You know what, Jordan? We might be the undignified (laughs) Americans learning about the partition of India from Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. But there might be even less dignified Americans learning learning about about it from Doctor Who. Oh, God, that sucks. If you're learning about the partition of India from us right now, please... Turn this episode off. Turn this episode off. Watch Demons of the Punjab. No! <laughs> like, read a book or read an article or, I don't know. Not not this or Doctor Who, please. <laughs> don't make our same mistake. Don't listen to, don't listen, learn about. I about- actually, I actually did know about this. I was reading it in a BuzzFeed listicle of worst <laughs> things that ever happened politically. I was watching Rick and Morty, and they were doing an episode about about the partition of India. Yeah, I was I, I was on BuzzFeed reading about the top 15 bad times in the world. I was listening to my favorite true crime podcast, and they were talking just offhandedly about the partitioning of India. Yeah, did you know that things have happened outside of America? I didn't actually know that. Nuts. My, uh, my, can I tell a story? I told this in our Discord, but uh, the only thing I remember <laughs> clearly about the history of India... Or anything relating to it. Actually, no. We learned about the, uh, the, the, what was it? The Cephaloi Rebellion. And then we learned, I know that before he came, uh, before he was like a big deal guy, Gandhi worked as a barrister in, in Yeah, when London. Gandhi showed up on the scene and said, I'm the big deal guy now. And he says, I'm the big deal guy in civilization. But I knew that because <laughs> because my history teacher said that he worked as a barista in England. Which is so... So fucking funny. And also... I just... <laughs> thank you, Mr. Walker. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I'll never forget that now. I'll never forget it. Now I will always remember that Gandhi was a barista. No. Wait, which thing was wrong? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the younger brother, Manish, uh. He goes he, out, he like goes out to the, to the exact place where the border is because he says, and I, I can't stress this enough. He says, um, the maps leaked weeks ago. I got them from my sources and I just, I don't know how long people have been using that term, but it didn't feel like it fit here. Yeah, and he is joyously hammering a marker into the ground He's so to happy celebrate the new border, which uh-huh. whenever someone is celebrating a new border, the only usually reason, that means that something has gone wrong. The only person who should be doing that is a bookstore enthusiast in, like, the early 2000s. Heyo! <laughs> oh, because, you know, bookstore enthusiasts love big chain bookstores. Hell yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm so glad that now my town has one border. 
border, you get one. I did hear, actually, that uh, bookstore enthusiasts these days are really psyched for Barnes & Noble because they have become the little guy against Amazon. (laughs) Go, 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 queen. Go Barnes & Noble. Fuck yeah. So... So the doctor and friends run over and, uh... Excuse me? Excuse me? What are they called, Sam? Can you... Team TARDIS. Thank you. Uh, they say, what Backpack the heck, boys? So Manish tells Umbreen's family, uh, great news. Now you get to be in Pakistan with the other Muslims. You should be happy. I like and mass like, That's people. Premise like, wait, but people lived, people lived here forever just fine. Why... why? Why? No. Um, uh, the doctor gets another ouch brain, and they see the, the demon alien things standing nearby, and the doctor scans them with the screwdriver, which we love, and they disappear. <gasps> Where'd they go? And then the, they they run into the forest, they chase him, <laughs> and they find the demons standing. The, the sadhu is slumped against a tree. He's, he's dead. dead. What did they do? And he's got purple all over him. And he's covered in purple, and the demons say, stay back. But Prem is here with his gun, and he shoots at them, I and they see disappear. in your notes, you fell for the trick. You fell for the subtitles trick, because you wrote that it was a shotgun, because it said shotgun blast, even I though did, it did say shotgun very, blast. Very he fired a shotgun blast out of his rifle. Out of his, out of his bolt-action rifle. <laughs> he fired a loud shotgun blast from his crossbow. He used his finger um, guns and shotgunned them. <laughs> so... They, they're like, what the heck? Why would they kill him? Prem says, I don't know. He was here uh, to bless our marriage. He was the only sadhu who would marry a Hindu and a Muslim. Uh, I, I, he says his name was Bhakti, and it's uh, it's a real shame. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bhakti. Um, they're going to go like, uh, someone says they need to lay him to rest. But I think the doctor's like, we need to go, um, we need to go figure out who did this. And then apparently, very strangely, Prem actually saw these demons of the pun uh, yeah because they're like hey why why aren't you you didn't seem too phased by by the monster demon alien thing <laughs> to be fair nobody on doctor who ever really is that's not true they're usually Ashley like he ran away from the daleks <laughs> although i think she did think it was some kind of kiosk at first uh-huh she said she tried to give it she thought it was a fast pass for the storage <laughs> unit <laughs> that she works at uh-huh God damn it, why does my boss always install new kiosks? I trust I trust you remember that episode since you did watch it five times. Yeah. Also she didn't have a boss. It was her she owned the place. Anyway. I don't know why she was like, who who installed this thing? Which is a weird question. Well, anyway. wasn't there like a funny man there named like Barry or something? It was Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. was the guy who was fucking, always out. Fucking Jeff. Anyway. Uh so Oh yeah, the doctor is like, why? Why weren't you like freaking out at the monsters? And he's like, I seen I them have, before during World I've War Two. Before and yeah, he's got a little World War Two flashback, uh, but we don't see what he sees. And yeah, she notices. Speaking the of which, dust. by the way, by the way, while I'm just exposing my disgusting American education, uh, he said that he so he served in World War Two, which yeah, I believe it. I believe people in India fought in the British Army. He said they were fighting in Singapore. Who was in Singapore in World War II? I didn't know that. I don't know. The war was all over the place, you'll find. Who were they fighting? Probably the oh, fucking was, Japanese, I would guess. Jap- I didn't I I didn't know this happened. <laughs> I mean I didn't know either, but I can I can guess that they were probably fighting the the <laughs> war enemies who were near there. 
I'm just going to find out there was like a secret, there was like a secret third faction. It was Germany 2. <laughs> brought to you by single. <laughs> Germany 2, the wacky Weimar. God. Sorry. Anyways. Too much Nazis on this podcast lately. We I need mean, to get a Nazi-free episode, Rory I say, is, and then at the end of the episode we roll the fucking Dalek in let's World finish, War II. Let's finish off Hitler. <laughs> let's let's really kill Hitler this time. Oops. Uh, okay, so they yeah they notice the purple dust on the Sadu, and Prem says, "Don't tell anyone about this. Things are already tense. Let's just take him back and lay him to rest." Uh, but the doctor does classic doctor things and says, I'm detecting accordion waves. There's a dormant octonic energy an engine nearby and strange energy readings and such. I, okay, this part was nuts because Ryan is like, oh, I see. You want to go hunt down the aliens. And the doctor is like, that's right. Gold star. And then she remembers. And I assume this is a callback. She's like, I forgot I was going to give you all points. Oh my god. I'm she was doing companion rules. awards. She was doing the companion awards, but we beat her and to And she it. is the doctor, so she probably does remember Leela and has the Leela cross and such. <laughs> does she, like, have... I mean, she's probably got tons of medals in the TARDIS. <laughs> she has the one that she was gonna give to the singing man before he did the war crime. She also knows companions and characters that we don't, so she can give out, like, the... I the, fucking the, listen. The Susan Trophy. I know that doc, the doctor like remembers everything, and she's like, "Oh, I remember when I did this." But if you if you like, hey, remember Leela? There's no fucking way Joe D is like, "Oh yes, my my idiot friend Leela." She doesn't remember Leela. <laughs> she doesn't remember. I got shit. The fifth doctor even remembers Leela. No, the fifth doctor, the fourth doctor doesn't remember Leela. <laughs> he did one time try to leave her behind on Titan. <laughs> She literally had to be like, Doctor, wait, I'm not in the TARDIS, you fucking asshole. Uh, you know, here's something weird that I learned. Huh. I learned, and I, I assume that this doesn't count modern companions since they, they changed the way that they do the show from serials to episodes and all that. But um, I learned which companion had the most episodes. Hmm. Who was it? By, like, 70 or so episodes, far and away the most. It was fucking Jamie from The Second Doctor. Excuse me? Which is so weird, because, like, most of The Second Doctor's serials, I'm pretty sure, are destroyed. That's why. They uh, they were trying to erase Jamie's legacy. It was an <laughs> op against Jamie. I mean, like, I thought he was fine in, in the one serial that we watched with him, but I was like, you nothing part, about that suggested you that this the was part, the longest running we, uh, companion. You know, Claire is the impossible girl. Um, Clara. I said Claire. Uh, Clara is the impossible girl, but you miss the, the serials wherein Jamie is traveling through the doctor's the time. The eternal stream. guy. The eternal guy. He's like, he's so important, but we'll never know why because they taped over all of those serials. They're all gone. <laughs> they taped over the, I, I guess that actually was what I they were doing a lot of the they time. Doing, they were just yeah. reusing the tapes. Yeah. They just didn't want to. Yep. Uh, okay, so the doctor gives uh, Ryan the companion award for saying a thing gold that star. yeah, the gold star, which is not a companion award. Yeah, which by that. the way, the I mean, if if you're given a gold star for the doctor going, 
hey, we should, and, th- and then Ryan's like, follow them. If that's a gold star, then every companion gets a hundred gold stars yeah. every episode. It's these fucking, these fucking millennials with their participation trophies. I'm just saying, we, we're doing companion awards better than the Doctor. Uh, Ryan and Prem are gonna go after the aliens, and then Yaz, uh, and Graham are gonna go back to the farm and do fuck all for a little while. Um, and then they- I think they're gonna help prepare for the wedding, but sure. Yeah, that seems, that seems, I guess that is important for, like, the sanctity of the <laughs> timeline, but I also just kind of felt like she just said, you two sit Also, just, it's just, it's just nice and polite she gets to spend time with her grandma. <laughs> but Ryan, is, her grandma's just like, you sit this one out, old man. Yeah, he's old. He is old. This is the backpack era. Has he, has he ran scored yet? Uh, ran scores at the end of the season. He's oh, yet shit. to take, he is yet to, uh, to give a person- He hasn't killed anyone yet. Oh, well, I mean, sorry, he never will. He never will, but he does deliver a fate worse than death to uh, Tim Shaw. Anyway, Tim Shaw. They, I uh, want to find out about. I want to get. I'm the Tim so Shaw excited for yeah, Tim, Tim Shaw, the man covered in teeth. Okay. Anyway, so uh, they walk with Prem through the forest. Uh, the Doctor and Ryan do, uh, and Prem, and he's he's like, oh, you know, you're British, so maybe you're my enemy now, considering what you just did to my country. And the Doctor and Ryan just go. Ugh. I love that the Doctor never. There's, like, four times in this episode where a character is like, you're British, and the Doctor never, ever even tries to correct the record, which I think is out of character for her. I think that the Doctor uh, would not appreciate that association, seeing as how she thinks the human- I mean, if the Doctor doesn't appreciate the association, I think that the Doctor needs to stop regenerating into British people. <laughs> she has no control over that, and you know it. Doesn't um, she? I mean, is it possible, we know that, like, David Tennant is Scottish, is it possible that the Doctor is just doing an accent all the time? <laughs> um, I mean, David Tennant was. Yeah, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, uh, that is They then saying. find a Doctor Who I'm callback, agreeing, I, guess. Uh, I guess this is just, this is just transcends uh, that one episode, that, that they find a transmat plate. Um, which... Yeah, it's short for transcends the incredibly stupid travel mat. No, tra- uh, transmat was in uh, was in Remembrance of the Daleks too. It was where the Daleks were having their little rave outside the transmat. Oh, that was a transmat, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they like s- screwdriver. She screwdrivers it, and then they like warp inside of a ship unintentionally. They weren't. Yeah. She was not trying to do that. Uh, Oh, the doctor's kind of funny in this part. I didn't write down anything that she said. Oh, she's uh, gone funny. She she's gone absolutely funny. But uh they're they're in like what we assume is the 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 ship, the demon's ship. Uh and she's like she's doing the like rambling thing where she just like oh, won't stop know. talking. She's like, Oh, maybe they're put them in the maybe backpack. they're uh, the doctor, backpack. maybe they're going backpack. Where they went to the backpack store to go buy backpacks. But then she then she does the thing that i don't know if you're allowed to do which is that after she does this like stuttering rambling she's like sorry i talk a lot when i'm nervous it's like okay you you could have left that part out <laughs> I, like, I i got that that was what was happening she's like i'm trying to i'm trying to not give away my my concern right now oh my god we're in a thujarian hive the thujarians are an ancient species. what no she says they're one of the ancient species which i don't know if that's like a designation or if it's like she's saying they're one of one of the ancient species ever i think I think that's, I think that is a thing. I feel like we have heard about ancient species, cause the, I think the Silurians are ancient species, like Madame Vastra. Mm, In, maybe. um, uh, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, 
they were talking about the weird floating orb, and she was like, oh, this is from an ancient species. This must be a recurring concept, but so they're one we of haven't the really species. dug into what it actually is. And yet. I love I love when this happens on in sci-fi, where it's like, they all have one job. <laughs> they're yeah, all she assassins. says that the Thijarians, and she, she activates the, like, center console and is learning all this information from it, but she says, the Thijarians, I've never seen any in person, but they... I think she implies that this was, like, on purpose. They genetically, over thousands and thousands of years, evolved themselves into the deadliest assassins in the universe. That reminds me, this is only kind of related, but um, you're familiar with Star Trek Klingons, right? I, I, I know a little bit about Klingons. Do you know what they look like? like the I big... can picture Worf. I know okay. they've got the, like, head ridge yeah. thing. Um, there's an episode of DS9 where they go back to, to the original series, and they're, like, in an episode of the original series, and, uh, they, they, uh, see TOS Klingons, which did not look like that at all, they were just, like, guys. Yeah. And more, and someone is like, Worf, those are Klingons? And he goes, yes. He said, what happened? We do not speak about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you've actually mentioned that on the podcast before. So I'm just imagining the Thijarans were just like, oh, it'd be so fucking cool if we became like, they were normal guys. They were just dudes. <laughs> and they're just like, what if we became fucked up things and then we went all over killing people? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what happened. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they, they went to the store and then something happened when they came back. We'll talk about later. Um, so the console then shows a hologram of the Sadhu Bakhti, and they're like, "Why? Why, why would they target him? What this, gives?" Somebody, someone on the other side of the universe is like, "I will give you one billion tokens." Great. Uh, the, it's like the credits in the Doctor Who universe. It's just the universal currency of tokens. If wait, why is it? Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the credits of the Doctor Who. Yeah, universe. like in Star Wars, it's credits. I thought you were saying it's like credits from Doctor Who. No, in Star Wars, it's credits, and in Doctor Who, it's tokens. And he says, "I will give you one billion uh, Djarin tokens." If now, you are kill- these different from the Tommy tokens, the tokens that you give Tom Baker <laughs> to make him be the Doctor? <laughs> Those are different, but like, it's it's kind of a thematic similarity. Okay. That's like how they came up with it because they knew that. They, they, it was to help Tommy do his acting, cause he's a very token based man. So like, when they wanted to have currency come up in Doctor Who, they knew he would be able to relate to it better if they called it tokens, cause he's like, I know what the, I know what those are. Ooh, ooh, Jordan. Yeah. I, this is not the place to talk about this, but have you seen the classic episode that we're watching next yet? Not yet, no. Oh, we, it's a, it's a, it's our first episode with Tom Baker and Sarah Jane, uh, actor and character name it's our first episode with the fourth doctor and sarah jane and i'm not gonna say it's a good episode but i had a great time so look forward to that that'll be patreon.com slash uh okay so the the they ask prem where has he seen and he's like i don't want to bring i don't want to bring this up i don't want to talk about it and she says you got it and then he says okay so i was in world War i II. do like yeah i mean literally in my notes i just wrote prem says he doesn't want to tell them ryan convinces him to like yeah, that's like, kind of all that it is right you it's gotta like, and he's like you gotta oh, tell us you gotta tell us or i'll put you in my backpack uh so he was in i'll, sing- go, I'll go home and find me backpack and i'll put you in it 
So he was fighting in Singapore. He was fighting the wacky Weimars, and uh, he they were about to evacuate. And uh, he, he said, was I'm, looking for his older brother Kunal, right? And then he goes and he finds Kunal dead on the pavement, and standing over him are two Fijarans doing finger guns, and then they disappear. And then he takes his his necklace, uh, which he's been wearing this whole episode. Yeah, he, I did. I did put the brother's necklace thing in here in my notes, but it actually doesn't matter at all. It matters immensely. It's an emotional significance. It matters not to him. Not everything has to be a plot point. Uh, and, what? Then, and then I he, swear to God, we're going to see Bill Bowling eventually. <laughs> Bill Bowling. That's her last name. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bowling is one of the head writers. I miss, I mean, I miss Peter Capaldi and Bill Bowling. Uh, she was a great companion. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. Bill Bowling is the name of the actor. I know. No. Yes. No. It's the actor and, and the character. Starring Bill Bowling as, as herself. Bill no, Bill Bowling as herself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna continue with. Uh, I'm gonna continue with Donna's Gambit during Witch Doctor, but I also want to see more uh, Bill Bowling episodes. So I can figure I like out Donna's what Gambit, which is just you wanting to see Donna. It's Donna's Gambit is is <laughs> what uh, is the Gambit? It's that I'm betting on David Tennant episodes, even though there's like a thousand of them, just in the slim chance that I get a Donna. Then what is the Gambit? The Gambit is that sometimes I'm wrong. <laughs> the Gambit is saying you want it. <laughs> the Gambit is I'm taking a risk, uh, which is if I'm wrong, nothing happens to me. <laughs> uh, so. The doctor tells them, uh, she's like, I'll protect you from the Thajarians, but Prem says, mm, I don't trust you. She then and says, then I'm going to take the purple. Yes, because the, the console pops out a tank of purple, and the doctor immediately grabs it without thinking, and the alarm starts going this off. Is fuckers, the this is fucker's folly to me. I'm sorry. Why did she do that? I do love it. I love that the doctor grabs the tank and the alarm goes off, and she's like, Oh, whoops! I don't. I probably, the, the should, Thijarians, I probably should have thought about that before the I did. The Thajarians are here, and they're like, "You have desecrated our hive." And sh- I did like when she says, "Can when you talk, can you not do the head ouch thing?" Because it really hurts. And right. Then, I guess they're like doing telepathic projection or something when they could, and we we will find out later. They can they talk. can just talk. Um, but they have funny voices, so they choose not to. I don't remember their voices. Were their voices funny? No, they just, t- they had, they, I think they talk in unison, and one of them has a male voice, and one of them has a female voice, and then Oh they- my god, this is just like the ones from Once Upon Time, whatever those fuckers were called. Oh god. What are Azure? Ta- Azure? Oh my g- Dancer? Is Scourge? Oh, I think it was Azure and Scourge. Holy and they shit, how do we remember chopped, that? They karate chopped a fucking guy full of a million other guys. Ha, I just killed 100 million people. Ha, I just killed 200 million people. <laughs> Flux is so fucking stupid. There's I a do- billion trillion Daleks on the way. And I, I just to- killed all billion trillion of them. I need I need those I need those Blu-rays so bad. Uh so they take so the doctor suffering from a huge case of fucker's folly takes the purple and then just says, why did I do this? And then leaves. And then they have a chase scene in a forest where they're teleporting all over the place because yes, they have the transmat the, locks, I think they're yes, called. Yes, they have what are called T-mat locks. No, what they, ha- they have transmat locks, which basically means they have set up a forest, a, a barrier around the forest. So when Ryan and Prem run through it, they just get like warped, I think back to the hive, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The doctor then just, uh, she just starts grabbing them. She just runs. says, what if I take it off the tree? It is my choice. It's very simple to dis- to disarm this very uh, obvious glowing blue shape. Uh, yeah, so she summons back uh, Ryan and Prem. 
they, she draws they all a run pentagram in different directions. In blood on the ground and summons them. Nice. Um, we then, uh, we then she cut back the to, sacrament. we cut back to Umbreen and her mom's farm. Uh, Manish is saying, ah, oh, that Sadi taught me all my scriptures. I'm so, I'm, I'm very different than I once was, he says. I'm so fucked up about this. <laughs> I'm so fucked up about this. I can't wait to start killing people over it. Uh, Umbreen uh, just straight up says, uh, or sorry, uh, Umbreen's mom, who I think we get her name once, but it's not in my notes here. So it's Umbreen's mom. Uh, in fact, I probably shouldn't even bother saying it if we only hear it once, but Umbreen's mom uh, says that uh, Manish's family is obviously cursed, uh, which she doesn't appreciate because the, uh, his brother is marrying her daughter. So right. She says that a lot this episode. She's like, you guys are cursed. This whole wedding sucks. I fucking hate this. I fucking hate but, you. But then Umbreen and uh, and Prem say, but we can, we can combine here, our new way. traditions. This wedding shall be blursed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Sadu was coming to blurse our wedding. <laughs> uh, what happened? Oh yeah, uh, they uh, they oh, because Umbrain's like uh, what? What? The only he was the only guy that would do. He was this the only guy who would marry. Them. Yeah. So what are we gonna do? And then Yaz and is this like, surprised me. I know that Yaz really is having don't. a moment here, but the fact that Yaz is just like mm, you probably shouldn't get married. Then I was like, Yaz. <laughs> Um, and Prem is like, she's like, Prem is the only certain thing in my life right now in this times of uncertainty. We had a big drought, now the partition's happening, and I just love Prem so much, even though, and I, you know, our future grandchildren that we definitely are gonna have together, if they could travel back in time if and they meet could us, see us now. if they could see us now, they would understand our love. Uh, Yaz goes out, uh, Yaz leaves at some point, and then Graham goes outside, uh, and, She's upset that her grandma lied to her, and uh, grandma's like, "Yeah, but that's not your grandma. That's your. That's she won't become yeah, your grandma." Yeah, I, for- I like this. He yeah. says like that young woman inside. It's going to be many, many years before she decides how to tell her story, and we're all and- living our own lives, and you know our own stories, and we choose how we get to tell them. And you're going. Yeah, you on don't. Even- you don't know until. Until you get to he the says, end of it and can look back until you know what your story he was. He says, uh, I have a, I have a way that, a a, a a metaphor that I think will help you understand this. Yes. Uh, a very clever uh, young woman told it to me one time. There's a souffle. Oh, shut up. And then there's a recipe for the souffle. Uh, but he also, he also says, uh, to be fair to your grandma, you haven't told her about any of yeah. this. Do you notice that he exclusively refers to Jody as the doc? I hadn't noticed that. But he does it like two times in a row now, so I'm going to assume, just like how two episodes makes this the backpack era, that, uh... Man, that, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. shame that the 13th Doctor <laughs> era is, like, pretty hit or miss, because I really like this cast. I like them a lot, that's the thing, is like, but that's that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about Doctor Who as a whole, is that, like... The cast is almost always good, even if the writing is bad. Uh, and one thing I really like about our podcast That's format... True. I don't. I don't think there's ever been anyone on this show that I've been like, what are they doing here? Except in terms of, that is a British person trying to uh-huh. sound <laughs> not British. 
I mean, I have, I'm, Clara can be a little annoying sometimes, though I, I do mostly think she's all right now. Anyway, but my point was that I like our podcast because watching all of these episodes back to back would be a slog, I think. Watching all the, all the backpack era in a row or watching all mm-hmm. the annoying. Oh yeah, era I mean, we, we went through that when we got like six, 13, 13 Doctor episodes. <laughs> but now in we a row. get, we kind of get to enjoy it just because like, oh, I haven't seen these guys in a while. And even if the episode yeah. sucks, it's like, hey, it's our friend's yeah, grandma. I'm sure that's what we'll be saying when we get another episode from Flux. <laughs> well, they're not in the, they're not in Flux. That's, that's Yaz and Dan, Dan the man. And we'll be <laughs> oh, fucking right. delighted right. to see him, whether or not he's a dog man holding an axe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Prem and Ryan, uh, return to the farm. The doctor catches up right after they're them. yelling. They're be like, we're, we're yelling. Ah, go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, she warns everyone to hide in the barn and she sets up the transmat locks on the ground to make a barrier. And then they she get says, into the barn. The Thajarians show up and they say, you are disrupting our work. And, uh, the doctor we're doing activates something. the barrier and warps them away. We're doing I'm trying to do a thing here, Doctor. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, she does mention, though, this barrier is temporary. She says it'll maybe last 12 to 18 hours. I love when the Doctor's which, wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it lasts maybe like 45 minutes. <laughs> less under an hour. Um, and then she says, you guys need to get married, like, right the fuck now, because we might be killed by aliens in a second. Um, yeah, so Umbreen and Prem are like, hell yeah, let's do it, let's get married. She uh, then, the doctor then, uh, puts her sonic screwdriver into the, fucker's folly, just, just all over the place in this episode, where she says, maybe if I put the sonic screwdriver and dunk it in the purple, it will be good. I like that though, I like that she's very impulsive. Fair enough. Uh, and then she's like, well, that's not gonna work, I need to analyze this goo that I took. And then Doesn't she gives. It, I think it like breaks the sonic. Yeah, screwdriver. breaks the sonic screwdriver about goddamn time. Uh, I hope it never <laughs> comes back. I hope all, all the Doctor Who writers breathe a sigh of relief. Is it a sigh of relief for the writers, or is it a sigh of relief for the viewers? Because I think for the writers, their job just became a whole lot harder. <laughs> uh, she gives them a long list. She gives everybody. A, oh, this is so funny. She's like, "Okay, we're gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way. I need all this stuff. I need yesterday's newspaper. I need oxpit. I need ten glass." cups i need uh chicken chicken dung and i need a bis- hundred buckets of chicken shit and, and a biscuit. biscuit and then she says what's the biscuit for and she says i for dipping love, in the chicken shit. i love biscuits oh i need waffle likey biscuit i need 100 waffles 100 tacos 100 wait this i'm not doing the t- i'm not doing that i think you should leave it I'm, it's just like all the rant it's so random i need pancakes and waffles and pizza and tacos and cheese uh-huh. yeah, that just sounds like a good dinner to me um so we we skip ahead once they've gathered up the stuff. Graham is complaining about uh, the experience of getting spit from an ox. No one's complaining about getting shit from chickens. So they I mean, you just it. pick it up with your hands. I do it all the time. Um, and then uh, for fun, because uh, I love picking up chicken shit. Which uh, chickens? And my chickens. You have chickens now. I do in this fantasy. Can I eat one? No. I like the idea that I'm like, I have these pets, and you say, can I kill and eat one of your pets? Even though my mouth is watering. I'm I'm offended, I'm offended about you saying this about a pet that I don't even actually have. What the fuck? I'm hungry! I think the listeners can literally probably hear my stomach growling. (laughs) This is, this is such an epic, uh, moment where, where, uh, someone asks what the doctor is doing, and she says, I'm doing science! IFL! Yeah, literally, the, the, the dialogue. What is it? Science. What was Thank the you. episode? Oh, it was the Tesla's episode that was just, I freaking love science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, the barn door opens, and, yeah, she's she's made, like, a doohickey that's gonna, uh, investigate the purple. I mean, it just kind of looks like she's got some, like, glassware set up. Just In some the end, the glassware. doohickey and the purple will just be explained by the Thijarians anyway, so this doesn't really matter, but she is doohickeying. We do also, uh, speaking of the Thijarians, see them go back to their ship and type in, turn off locks. Yeah, they, they, just, they just click their clicker and the barrier turns off. <laughs> Great job, Oops. Doctor. Um, Umbreen says, "All right, all the women are going to come in with me and Mom. Uh, we're about to have the worst. To we're house. about to have the worst bachelor party of your fucking life. Uh, uh, you're going to have the worst fucking time you've ever had. Prem, have fun." She also does point at the science and say that it better be gone by tomorrow, which I did like. Yeah, um, they're all all the all the women are like at are they at uh, where are they right now and where, is, when are this they? This is. This is Umbreen and her mom's house. Where were, oh, were they, was the doctor and co at, at, uh... They were in the barn before this. Okay, I see. So they're... But now the men are at Prem's house, the women are at Umbreen's house. Yeah. They're doing, and, like... uh, her mom is applying Mendy, the henna, to the doctor and Yaz's palms. Look at the you doing says, Look oh, at this you is doing... so great, I never got to do this when I was a man, and Look Yaz is like... <laughs> Look at you doing your research. Uh... I think they said Mendy. I don't think I looked it up. I think you looked it up. Uh, and then she says, what did she say? Something funny here that's like trying to speak. Oh yeah. The worst Cause Yaz is like, oh, you and your jokes, doctor. And the doctor, she says, oh, right. My references to body and gender regeneration are all in jest. I'm such a comedian. Um, uh, the, I, I like Umbreen's mom is like, yeah, you know, it's not my best work, but you'll have to excuse me if I'm not drawing so well after I prepared a dead body earlier. And yeah, it's just like, like so how long have you known Prem? This is skipping ahead to the end of the episode, but I do love the fucking, this is not my best work, and then at the end of the episode, <laughs> with Yaz showing her grandma, and her grandma's just like, this is shit. This sucks. Whoever did this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's your wedding. This looks like it was done by someone who just prepared a body. <laughs> um... So Yaz uh, asks uh, Umbreen how long she's known Prem. We learn that they, they grew up together. They are neighbors on the farm. She's like waiting for him, you know, hoping that he yeah, survived like, the I'm war. Yeah, she's like, I'm so glad he's finally back from the war. We've always wanted to get married. Uh, the mom, though, is like, you know, it's not too late for you to find a good Muslim man. There's uh, nobody. They start to argue. She's like, there's but, nobody even around. Nobody respectable in this community would marry. Uh, marry. Yeah, they you just anyway. kind of forget about that argument, and uh, I think Umbreen is like, oh, we we don't need. I mean, she doesn't say it this callously, but we don't need the sadhu anymore. The doctor is the captain of the TARDIS, and as we all know, captains can officiate weddings. They don't use that logic, but they should have. I'm the captain of a spaceship, she says. She says, I haven't officiated a wedding since Einstein's. I hate this is, when, I hate when If there's ch- one consistent personality trait about all the doctors is that they are all fucking intolerable name droppers. <laughs> I, <know it's, laughs> I haven't officiated a wedding since I was at my best friend the Ice Warriors wedding. That was such a beautiful <laughs> wedding. They blew up a planet. Uh, that's how they like, you know, Jewish people, they step on a, a wine glass. Uh, when two ice warriors get married, they blast a planet with a, with a death laser and <laughs> blow it up. And it's so beautiful. It's such a romantic moment. They ram their entire fleet into a planet. <laughs> L'chaim! They do say L'chaim. Which is... It means not something cool. very different it's in not ice. Cool. War- it means something very different in ice. To war- death. 
I mean, we did know that uh, that Clasco, Crasco, Cruxo, Crungo did have a daughter. Um, and they I do have, have no memory of that from the episode, Rosa. <laughs> what I'm talking about. What was that episode called? Rosa? No, the the Ice Warrior. Crusco, Crusco. What was the Ice Warrior episode called? Seeds of Death? No. Or the, the Submarine? One, the Submarine. What was that episode uh, called? Cold War. Cold War. Yeah, he says, like, when I had my beautiful wedding that you were there, that doctor. So oh, good. I thought you were talking about Crasco, the time traveling no, racist I'm talking from about, Rosa. I'm talking Jordan, about... the 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 lore of this podcast is getting so twisted. Krungo, the ice warrior, the nude ice warrior. I think it was like Skaldak or something. I think it was Skaldak. That's pretty good. Um, that's pretty good. Hey, Stephen, that was pretty good. No, I was talking about your ability to remember people's names. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just assuming. We don't even know if that's right. Anyway, uh, we then get to the literally the worst... I will take my brain award for remembering something, maybe. (laughs) The worst bachelor party of all time, which is, uh, which is, okay, it's Prem, his brother... It's the grimmest poker game. It's Prem, his brother who hates him now, and two people who have just, who are from the country that just partitioned his country and are causing all of his, uh, all of his woes in life. And he also doesn't know who they are. I'm not even 100% sure that Prem knows their names. And they're in the dark playing poker with each other as Manish is just, like, being mean and angry about everything. Yeah, uh, I I like when Prem, speaking of uh, this guy being a time traveler who's on 4chan or whatever, Prem is like, Manish, your mind has been corrupted by the men you listen to I thought about the same fucking thing, this dude's listening to, to like, uh... He's listening to fucking InfoWars. Yeah, he's, he's, like, listening to... Uh, to uh, Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Rush Beck, Limbaugh, whichever yeah. one is still alive. Uh, not Rush Limbaugh. He's Jesus wanted him for his birthday party. Oh well. Um, but yeah, he's like t- tuning into the radio and listening to to Glenn Beck uh, every day. Uh, Manish says that uh, their older brother Kunal would be ashamed of him. He, you fought in the war to get rid of the British. Um, and then Prem's like, India's a home to all of us. We've lived together for forever. Why does it matter that a line was drawn on the map? And Manesh is like, it matters so much. My sources indicate. Goodbye. Uh, and he storms out. And I don't know. I don't know, man. We go back to the barn where Yaz is kind of... Uh, oh I yeah, think, that's right. Uh, they're in the barn looking at science. That's right. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, I don't think that they should have invited... I think he should have uninvited Manesh from the wedding. Well, I've, I think it... I think it makes sense because he keeps saying throughout the episode, he's like, my brother is going to come around. Yeah, like, he'll come around. He's he's my brother. He's going to be there at the wedding and it's going to be okay. Um. Well, uh, anyway, so Yaz is like, I just can't believe that my grandma would never tell me about this. Like, how is this going to end that she would never tell me about it? And then the, the doctor, meanwhile, is not doing listening. science. Science. And she looks at the purple Brilliant and says, this is the thickest purple of my life. This is, I've never seen purple this thick before. I hope nobody, like, grabs me right now. And then the Thijarans are like, you rang? And then they teleport her away. And then they say, we're here to explain uh, everything. Uh, she says, who are you here to kill? And you said, and they say, not. we are not assassins. 
And she says, don't lie to me. And they say, please, we have changed. We are no <laughs> people longer can, assassins. People can we change. are witnesses. They were out doing assassin work. They went to the store and went out to work. And they came back and their entire planet had been destroyed by a meteor. And then they scoop- did, did we learn how it was destroyed? We see a, we see a hologram of like a big thing crashing into it and the planet oh, okay. explodes. And then yeah, they so scooped it, these up. These are the two last living Thajarians, uh, they they have a quick huddle and cry with the doctor who can relate. I did um, like, by the way, when uh, when they put the purple out and they do like this little like salute thing, and the doctor like, I mean, a true ice warrior. She also just like instinctively mimics their salute like without thinking. She's like, oh god, okay, I gotta show respect now. Which is fair. I, they are really, talking about mourning their entire planet. So yes, I really like this this twist with the Fajarians. They're not going around killing people. When they came back to their planet, it was completely wiped out. They gathered up as much as they could, which is what the purple is. That's why the doctor is like, this has like a little bit of everything in it's it. Got it is literally DNA. dust of their planet and their ancestors and everything. Uh, and they say, we weren't there to be with our people when they died. And we've killed so many people that now we've sort of made it our mission to travel the world looking for anyone whose deaths will go unacknowledged and unmourned uh to to bear witness to those alone to bear pain and to honor life as and also passes. to make any passersby make it look like we did it well, the it's other. not their fault that that's what they look like. But <laughs> I and actually wait, according to the lore of the show, it kind of actually is their fault that they their look. fault, it's their <laughs> ancestors fault. We need to look scarier. Uh but yeah, so they explain that the reason they came here, and this is this is true, like, depending on who you ask, somewhere between, like, 200,000 or 2 million people died as a result of the partition. A lot of them died, like, in the migration. A lot of them were, like, killed in riots. Like, so the idea is they came here because this is a time in human history where a lot of deaths are going to go well, I was unclear... Are the Thajarans time travelers, or do they just exist in the space and time of 1947? That is a good question. And they just, like, picked it up on their sensors. They don't really address because it. Because they, they have foreknowledge of this. They have is, foreknowledge. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe That they, might just be them being very smart at death. <laughs> they just they, Their computer program in, but, indicated. Yeah, we learned that Bhakti wasn't their target, they they were standing over him to mourn his death in the woods. Once again, that it's is not why their they fault. were standing over Kunal. It's, it's not the fault that they're, it's not their fault that they're so scary. But it is their ancestors' fault that they're so scary. Uh-huh. Um, and the doctor says, "What are what's next?" And they show her a hologram of Prem. No, no, Prem. Prem, we just got to know you. You're so nice. He's cool. I but like also, Prem. but also, we kind of know from the beginning of the episode that this guy. I don't know. Maybe they just broke up. <laughs> <laughs> the episode—it's just not working out. Nothing, Bye. nothing, nothing like nothing sad happens. But then they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go migrate to Pakistan." And then he's like, "Wait, but what about my secret second family?" And she's like, "Excuse me." It's like, uh, it's like, uh, Death Stranding. What is it? The chiral artist and the junk, the <laughs> right. junk, the junk dealer, man. where he's just like, junk dealer. I realized that mar- um, marriage is not all it's, 
It's crazy. Yeah, you, you like go all the way out of your way to like carry this woman in a fucking bag through like nightmare hell territory. And then she gets there and you get an email like two days later that's like, it just didn't this. work out. I went ahead and I walked home. That's not what happens, but, but it's, he does send an email about how he, he regrets having a wife. No, 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 she does, you do get an email. I think she, like, they get a, they have a fight, but I think eventually, I think no. eventually they get, hmm? No, they don't. The end of it is that she, she emails you and says, I crept home through the BT territory. <laughs> it was scary, but I got through it okay. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's yeah, really that funny. is how that storyline really ends. Funny. And then if you go back to the Chiral Artist Studio, the hologram has both of them, her and her mom. They're Holy living together shit. again for the rest of the game. Holy shit. <laughs> Kojima. The junk dealer's an asshole. I hate it was obvious wife. from the minute you met him. I hate my wife. He literally sends you a, an email that's like, I, I I hate my wife. I wish that marriage I hate my wife. Sucks. Why did you bring her here? Why this did sucks. You, why did you carry her all the way to me? This sucks. Yeah, fuck that guy. Anyway, that's what happens with Prem, except he has, he has, he's like, my, my, my second wife, my, my beautiful wife that I love more than you, she has to come with us too. And she's like, excuse me? Um, anyway. That's not what happens. He's going to die soon. I'm sorry, sorry, I got lost in the... <laughs> My joke was <laughs> the that at the thing. end of the episode, we're like, okay, I want you to go with your mom and, and cross the border. I'll meet you there with my other family that I have to go get. That's the only mm-hmm. joke. It's just that he has a secret second family that he didn't Gotcha, which is not true. But what if it was? It'd be so funny. So That'd much comedy. Pretty messed up. Pretty, so, pretty fucked up, yeah. I, I like this where she, like, pleads with the Thajarians to give Prem another day, and they're like, that... Doesn't work you- like that. That is not what's happening. <laughs> Don't ask how you we know this. You seem to have this. misunderstood our story. We won't explain how we know that he's going to die. That would be hard. But it, right, I, we can't give him another day. We we have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, although arguably they kind of do because maybe if they weren't here, things wouldn't necessarily be quite as tense. Mm, nah. No, I don't think so. Nah. You, yeah, I think you get the sense that that the doctor, the doctor's involvement had no bearing on the outcome of this episode. Which is kind of interesting. I feel like that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, she asks what happened to the Sadhu, and they agree to show her. And then we cut straight to the barn. She comes back. She says, I know everything that's going to happen. The Thajarians explained it to me. They're not here to kill him, they're, but they are here to honor Prem when he dies today. Uh-oh. And Yaz realizes this is probably why my grandma never talked about him. Yeah, we have to go, like, speedrun the wedding. Because because he got murdered right after their wedding. Yeah. Whoops. Um, uh, so she says, they, they all agree, like, we can't leave now. We have to stay here and, like, make sure that Umbreen is going to be okay. Um but they they can't they can't tell anyone what they know obviously. Uh so they're going to go through the wedding with the wedding. Um we I think it's the next day there's uh talk about like mobs coming through there's riots and also we find out that like if you go outside there's like sounds of encroaching violence and gunshots and yeah like, getting closer yeah. and closer. Yeah, very scary. Uh, but they're getting ready for the wedding uh Ryan and Graham are helping Prem get ready because Manish has just disappeared. But Prem is like, he'll be back. He's my baby brother. Uh, and, you know, he says, like, this is this is a, such a messed up situation. Like, Hindu, Muslim, Sikh all have lived together here in peace. This has been India where we've all lived all our lives. But now hatred is coming from all sides. And Graham says, yeah, well... 
Sometimes all you can really do is strive to be a good man. And he gives Prem a hug and says, I can tell that you're a good man, Prem. And then he says, and he gets who? a little, and then he gets a little choked up. That was it's a, it's a very emotional. Sad scene. I, I did when he gave Prem the hug, I wanted Prem to say, who are you again? <laughs> who, who are you? What's your name, man? Who are you? <laughs> Get out of here, red coat. <laughs> Um, but no, as if the British were wearing those fucking military uniforms. No, it's not in that India. it's not that they're wearing military uniforms. It's just that uh, Graham is wearing a red coat. He has his red coat. His He's wearing his red, red coat. coat and shorts and some sandals and his musket and his musket. Uh, so it's time for the wedding, and Prem is very surprised at where Umbreen decided to get married, which is right on the border marker that Manish set up, and she says, "Ha ha ha! Well." I'll be proud to be the first woman to get married in Pakistan. Yeah, I was at the beginning of the episode, uh, uh, when, when she says, like, I was the first married, uh, woman married in Pakistan, I was like, is there more to that statement or are you just ending it there? Like, the first woman married in Pakistan to something? No, but apparent, but also we have no qualified, like, we don't know if this is true. It's just the thing she says. Very grandma behavior to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many people were probably like, Oh no, the country just got carved into two pieces. Let's get married. I don't know yeah. how many people were necessarily doing that. I mean, if I was if I was living in a place uh where there was less political turmoil and like violence about it and I just found out there was like a new country that I lived right next to, I'd be like, I'm the first per- I'm going to go be the first person to do X Y and Z in this new country. But yeah, meanwhile lot- there's there is strife happening and you're like, I'm the first person to yo-yo in Pakistan. <laughs> I'm the first person to walk the dog in Pakistan. I said in a, in this hypothetical situation I've invented where there's no strife, where it's just a, a casual partitioning of the place that I live in with no, <laughs> with no, like, with I don't know, it just happened with That'd no, like, ethnic, uh, you know, like, they're not, like, sending people there. There's no, like, division. It's just like, what if someone made a new country for laughs and everyone was cool with it? And I also lived right next to it, and I had le- and yeah. This and, is a hell of a situation. I'm sure and, it'll happen. And my sometime. future brother-in-law had leaks from the fucking boards about where it was going to be, so I knew exactly where I could go to say that I was the first person to uh, I don't know get a job at a textile mill. <laughs> first person to floss to do the floss <laughs> in my new in country. both senses in both senses. Um, what is this the part where where uh? Where she, uh, there's a map and she says Sheffield, the big apple. You're skipping, you're skipping quite a bit. Sorry. So Yaz starts to cry and she's like, oh, I always get like this at weddings. It's not that I know something terrible is about to happen to someone that my grandma loves. Uh, and they do the like Hindu tradition of like tying the wrists, but with the big. Which is, which is, okay. First of all, that's nice. And I like to see it. The thing that is wild about it is that the rope that they use is the one that is from the border marker. That's not what's nuts. Is what's it the part nuts of the doctor is that the doctor uses her sonic dismantles the border marker to to detach the rope using her sonic screwdriver, which she fixed off screen. She couldn't untie it. She didn't know how. It's really hard I, to untie. I feel like <laughs> I did. Is Manish, everyone just cool with that? We all good with that? Like, I feel like usually the doctor would be like, by the way, I'm the doctor. I'm an alien from the future. But this time she's just like, let me do this. I mean, it's so funny because earlier when they were like, what is that? She said it was like her demon tracker. So I guess it, could, it also she uh, had it still had it set to explode a uh, thing from Robot of Sherwood. So she did. 
But I, I don't know. I mean, Manishas are really good at tying knots. Like, it's his thing. I guess so. You need a sonic screwdriver to crack that fucker open. You can't open. fucking untie this thing. But um, yeah, uh, they, you know, the doctor starts the wedding. She says, I can see the certainty you have in each other. Love is the most powerful weapon you we have. brilliant, it's a form brilliant of hope. It abides in the couple. face of everything. So come on, you brilliant humans. <laughs> there are eight billion of you and two of that's what That's what we didn't realize is that every time the doctor does that, that's actually just a wedding speech that she wrote before. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you know what's really funny is you know that we're not in the annoying era, aka the Tumblr era, because there was a clever count of zero this episode. Yeah, I said clever, but the show didn't. No, brilliant. Brilliant is Chris's word. You brilliant humans. Um, um, or just kind of so giving people pep talks, it seems to be what they, uh, what the 13th Doctor likes to do. I do think that the Doctor, just like in general, really, like gets a thrill out of people realizing that they're an alien because yeah all the doctors before have done this and now the doctor does it here where it's like okay so nobody knows yet you've managed to make it this far then you use the sonic screwdriver like it's normal and she goes and right now you two are the strongest people on the planet maybe in the universe anyone anyone thinking uh, any, uh, uh, any uh, flags going up in your head that anyone that anything? she's like she's every time she meets a new person she's has to like fight the urge to show them the big blue box that's bigger on the inside because it was like <laughs> with it was like with fucking peter capaldi when he was freaked out um when he's just like are you not impressed by my b- blue box are you not yeah. like are you not so cool is this not so cool to you is this not blowing your childlike minds you little yeah. you little children you little shit. <laughs> you brilliant children. That's but yeah, yeah. Umbreen grabs the rope from the border marker, and she has Yaz uh, tie their hands together, which is a Hindu wedding tradition. Uh, we see that Menish is watching from a distance, being super normal. And then we cut We cut later. The wedding's over. Uh, they're all back inside. And Manish has rejoined them. And Umbreen's given a little speech, thanking him for how amazing he's been, uh... There's been a drought for the last he's, few months, and he's like, helped out on the farm. And then says, he says, I didn't do it for you. Fuck you. I hate you. No, I'm well, I want to. I want to get the nice symbolic moment that he ruins, uh-huh. because she's like, <laughs> he does ruin I've it. been I've, I've, I've been so proud to be your neighbor all these years, and I'm even prouder now to be your sister. And you kept us fed while you went hungry. So now I would be honored. And she offers him some food. And he says, I didn't do this for you. I wish that my brother Prem had never come back. None of this is going to make a difference anyway. And he leaves. And they go, well, well, that kind of put a damper on the day. Uh, but the doctor says, I'll go talk to him. Uh, Prem, this is this is nice. He's like, you did you did the Hindu thing with the rope. So I'd like to do a Muslim thing for you. He gives her uh, a watch. The, I think it's pronounced Mar or Mar. Mar and he's uh, like, which is a gift from the groom to the bride. He hands her. His watch. watch. And then he drops it, and it breaks. Okay, 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 wait. I love this episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. This moment where it's like, what happened to the watch? What happened to the watch? And we find out that what happened is that he hands it to her, and she goes, whoops, butterfingers, and she drops it and it breaks. And then I do like the fact that... uh, See, they do make it a, a, a beautiful symbolic gesture of their love because he says this is this is no longer it now represents like a moment in time. This is yeah, our, we'll have our moment in time forever. That's now. beautiful. But I also sure. like I also like when 
I like when the when the when the mom, I can't remember her name, is just like, this fucking wedding, this fucking relationship, I'm telling you, it sucks. Oh yeah, doesn't she when she sees the watch break, she's like, I told you. I, I told knew you. it, I knew it, I knew it. It's it's, it's cursed. Uh, but the doctor finds Manish grabbing Prem's rifle. Not and, great, the shotgun, um, but uh, according to the and subtitles. she says, hey, I know that you killed the Sadhu with that. And he says, yeah, well, I didn't want him to... Yeah, it was... It was really, it was really messed up, but I did what had to be done. I, you know, I, that guy, he taught me to read the scriptures, but he was going to marry my brother to a Muslim, Go so I had to kill him. And he says, I was too young to fight in the war, but now is my time to be brave. And she's like, mm. your definition of brave is murdering a holy man to stop for, a wedding. for wanting to do an interfaith wedding. And he's like, yeah. I have a, I have a friend. There's this guy Clasco that I think you would love to meet. Uh, let me here. Let me send you back, and you can hang hang out with him because that is kind of how she. Uh, as we've said, all the people who get sent back in time do get sent to the exact same place, which is wherever Clasco. Yeah, where was- Scaroth the Jaggeroth got mm-hmm. punched into oblivion, and also where Clasco the time traveling racist he got is. punched into the par- the primordial soup by Detective Punch Man. It's also what happened to those weeping angels that got uh, sucked into the hole. They're just all hanging out with uh, patreoncom the- slash So he uh, tells her, "You get out of here if you want to live, because the future is coming." And she hears horses arriving to the farm. She runs back to the to the house and she says, "Oh, I think I think they're in the barn." Cuz she says like you got to get into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they're in Prem's house. I I wasn't really paying attention to where this scene was, but it doesn't matter. The point is uh she says there's armed men outside. You need to get to safety. Manish killed the Sadhu. He brought them here. Go Prem says gather up everything essential from the house. We and absolutely missed the part of the episode where they're all looking at the map, right? No, 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 no. That's that coming up right here. Okay. It's literally right okay. here. So, uh, everyone's going through the house and Yaz notices a map on the wall and she says, Oh, what's with this map? Why? I can't help but notice you've marked Sheffield on it. And Umbreen says, Oh yeah, my dad, he brought that map home from the market one day. And, uh, I said, I was going to put my finger down at random and go wherever it landed. And, Sheffield, doesn't that just sound so exotic? The Big Apple! <laughs> Sheffield, the Big Apple! I like to imagine she puts her finger on Sheffield and then she just like nudges it over a little bit to somewhere else. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, I'm look, sure. I've never been to Sheffield, I don't I'm know sure anything it's about a lovely it. Maybe place. it's great. We saw very, it sounds it was a very, very exotic. I saw, <laughs> we saw what uh, Umbreen's apart- apartment looked like. It was very nice looking. <laughs> she had a very nice apartment in Sheffield. Sure, and a store-bought birthday cake. Oh, um, Prem is like so Prem. Prem's like tells them, yeah. I'm gonna go. Talk I'm gonna to stay this. behind and talk some sense into my brother. You run north, head through the forest, and we'll meet back up. Uh, the doctor says, "I'm gonna. I'll back you up, Prem." And he says, "No, these are demons that I need to face. These on are my the own. these are the demons of the Punjab." He says. he says, "No, these are the demons from the episode title." And then, the, and, and then the th- the Thujarans like are in the distance. Like, yes, thank you. Don't be mean to us. We didn't do it this time. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, in my notes, apologize for all the times that I called them monsters. <laughs> That's like every episode of Doctor Who, though, where it's just like we are not the true monsters. And then you're like the monsters. I just control <laughs> F monsters and replace it with, with guys. guys. <laughs> so he goes out. Um, 
he goes out and uh, Manish is there with some other guys. They're all on horses and they have weapons. Um, and the doc, a, the yeah. team TARDIS, watch from a distance. <laughs> you can call them Team Backpack if you want. No, uh, I really like the name Team TARDIS. I've decided. Uh, Did you like the part yeah, where they're watching? The Ryan takes a, a pair of binoculars out of his backpack and then he get hands them to the Doctor, and then we see the scene that uh, that you're about to describe. No, I hated that scene. It mm. made me really angry. Mm. But anyway, Manish says, uh, these men are here to check for people who don't belong. And Prem is like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is where they've lived their whole lives. Why do they not belong here? And he's like, well, there's a border now. Ha ha. Uh, he, he says there was nothing holy about that man that I killed. Uh, the men aim their guns at Prem. And Prem says, man, I remember you, horse guy. We fought together in Siam. What? You're... And Manish is like... You, this is what you fought for, bro. This is what you fought you for. You wanted this. And then the Thijarans are like, hey, remember us? We're here. Yeah, this is this is a very sweet, sad moment where the Thijarians appear in front of the Doctor and friends. And they're like, you don't have to watch this. We will watch it. And we will we'll honor him afterwards. And they, they turn and they walk away. They hear one of the guns fire. And uh, the yeah, the Thijarians, they go back to their ship. And they pray for Prem, and his hologram is there on the console. They, like, sort of lift it up, and we see it go up with, like, hundreds of others on the ceiling. Uh, And they're back on the TARDIS, and Yaz says, oh, did my grandma get away? And the doctor says, well, she definitely did, because you're alive, remember? We then cut back to Yaz visiting her grandma and, yeah, showing her 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 henna, and the grandma's like, this sucks. This sucks. This This is is a terrible design. But it's I I like no, I like her grandma because yeah. she's like oh it's it's terrible but, but at least you had a nice I, time I hope the- I hope you had fun at the wedding yeah, yeah it's like yeah it was a nice wedding um man this part's this part's sweet I like this part this part yeah Yaz is like grandma did you love grandpa and she says of course I did are you happy how your life turned out she says obviously I've got I you know if I if I had never ended up here in Sheffield. It's not as exotic as I had always hoped, but I've got stability. I have a wonderful family. I've got a granddaughter who's way cooler than all my other granddaughters. Yeah, like your mom never would have met your dad if I wasn't here, and you and your sister wouldn't exist. And, you know, I'd be fine with the sister not existing, but you wouldn't exist. Um, and, yeah, she says, uh, do you want I'll, to – I'll tell you about the watch if you want. Yes, no, it's okay. okay. You Some can tell me time. another time. I love you, Grandma. It's sweet. And they, Aww, they have a nice so little sweet. hug. Next time on Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, something's terribly wrong at Kerblam with special guest star Lee Mack. <laughs> I think I'm so much happier that I usually just forget to watch the, the next time on. <laughs> the nerve of them to, like, keep – they had, like a, like, a South Asian sort of – music I think, like a, I think it was sort of like a cover of the doctor yes it who was theme. it was like a it was yeah it was like a south asian cover of the doctor who theme which i thought was a little bit a little bit silly, and they but play okay. that over the next time on much like they did when they were playing rise up and then they're like spiders <laughs> are big just hearing that after that ending and then lee mack is there and he's like the oh, fulfillment <laughs> center is under attack <laughs> <laughs> it's like, classic Lee Mack. The, uh, the end of this episode did make me tear up a little bit. It was like a yeah, me too. It's like a, uh, oh, Doctor you... Who has not made me cry, but this was the closest. This was a. Uh, do you know? Actually, I can't remember if I can own and troll myself. That the first time, that I, as far as I remember, the first time that a piece of media ever made me cry was uh, the episode where David Tennant turns into a different funny British man. <laughs> <laughs> you have. 
You have talked about that, I think. Although I you like, haven't really gotten into what it was, and don't you dare, I'll kill you. But It's what he says, I can't believe that uh, I was shot by Donna, Martha, and Rose all at the same time. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so, yeah, this was, this was a really good episode. I liked I, it. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it an A+. I think on pretty much every level, it executed all of the stuff it was going for I'm gonna give really it an, well. I'm gonna give it an A+, only because I don't wanna... <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to give it the lower score. So I'm going to also give it an A plus through peer pressure. Give it an A. No, I have to, because otherwise people will think I hated it. (laughs) It's like when, it's like when, uh, when, if you give Tears of the Kingdom like a 9.5 out of 10 and people say, (laughs) I'm going to fucking kill you, you scathing review, (laughs) 9.5 out of 10. No, yeah, it was, it was really good. I think the reason that I would still say the Day of the Doctor is my favorite episode over this is because while I think that this was a great story and a very well-told one, it felt like it was very tangentially a Doctor Who episode. Right. Which is like, not a I bad kinda, thing. I almost kind of wish that this wasn't an episode. I kind of wish the Doctor wasn't here for some of it. Like, Right. Well, that's what you were saying earlier. Like, this episode would have been exactly as good like without a, the Doctor. It kind of felt like a, a a story about, like, family and, and like, and... Uh, you know, divided communities and, and turmoil and, you know. But at the this... same time, I do think that even if the doctor and the companions, I mean, obviously the companions added a lot to it. The doctor as the time traveling Gallifreyan time lord, like, that I don't think really added too much. Like, the thing with the barrier and the, the sonic screwdriver and analyzing the whatever, like, none of that really had much of an impact. But I do think that the Thajarians, I, I, I thought that, that their story were, was cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I like when there's, like, two aliens left. Wish they did so, that yeah. on Doctor Who more. It it didn't feel that much like a Doctor Who episode, but I don't mean that as a critique. I, mm-hmm. I did I did like this episode a lot. Um, it was a good one. Yeah, I think I think it's my second favorite so far. Um but now, it's time for the companion. The... It's the companion awards. I don't know. Just... Oh, the companion awards. That's right. Do we have any companion awards to give out? I don't feel like in 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 kind of Team Tardis fashion. I I love Team Tardis, but I also don't feel like they do very much ever. Well, that's the thing. A lot of what they did this episode was like emotional, emotional character stuff. Yeah, exactly. they didn't kill anything. Nobody got owned. Nobody did a flip. Nobody did a flip. So yeah, weirdly, I don't. I'm no not going to give awards. any of them any awards, no, except no awards. I will give them gold all fifty star. gold stars. <laughs> Lots of gold stars to go around. That's like the default. That's what you get if you don't win any other awards. And you know you really fucked up that week if you didn't get the, any gold the nice stars. Graham banana sticker, scratch and sniff. <laughs> the Graham, the the Dan, the nice man, nice time. Scratch and sti- sniff gold star that smells like uh, whatever you want it to smell like. Oh. Yeah, not a lot in the way of companion awards this week, but I, I I did think the companions were great. I I feel like Ryan didn't have a ton to do. Yeah, it's know, tough with three. Companions. Three is a lot. I, think I can see why they, they don't paired, do that. Yeah, they pared it down. I think it's just because when there's three of them, it's hard for them to all have meaningful things to do. But it does mean that you can do Praxius and have them all go around putting birds in the backpack, which was cool until it was. Shit. <laughs> it, was, it was like 15 minutes. It was minutes good of, until it sucked. It was like 10 minutes of a really cool episode. Sam, <laughs> which doctor? I'm still playing Donna's Gambit. Um, 
I'm still I'm still in a Capaldi mood. I I like I'd like to see Peter Capaldi you and Bill. Bill you're going bowling. Bo- you're going bowling. <laughs> bowling for right. Bill, hit band. And you're doing your classic gambit. Here we My go. Madonna's gambit. It's a Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Series nine, episode six, The Woman Who Lived. That sounds like Harry Potter, and I don't like it. Let's see. What do we what do we have to say? Who's in it? Uh it's a Clara. Mm. Oh, Macy, Macy Williams, Williams is, is in it. it. Okay, that's interesting. Is it good? Uh, oh, yeah. Lights, bright praise. Great reviews. Many critics labeled it the best of the series. Ooh, okay. All right. Macy Williams is both fun and thought-provoking. Okay, sick. All right. Yeah, I'll take so it. So wait, where, where does this one fit into series nine... The Woman Who Lived. Woman Who Lived. Oh, this is our first Series 9 episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, this is our first Series 9 episode. Cool. Uh, So this is in between Forest of the Night and Thin Ice. Like, right in the middle, it looks like. And Wait, is this a sequel to another episode? There's the girl who died and then the woman who Uh, lived. It's not not a Part B. Although it is... I don't know really what that means, because a lot of these are A and B, A and B, and then it's... 256 the girl who died 257 the woman who lived huh so they're pro it's probably part two of a story it looks I- like this whole season is that shit the zygon invasion and then the zygon inversion sleep no more oh god that one's written by heaven Jesus. sent and then hell bent have we seen we did see- i was gonna say it looks like this whole season is like duo episodes by the way i've heard i think people say that heaven sent is like an all-timer that's pretty good See, I, I'm just looking at Series 9, Episode 9, Sleep No More, uh, which, I, I mean, we've, I think there's not a more rotten combination than, than 12th Doctor Clara and Mark Gatiss writing both of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I think Mark is my enemy, and he's the worst part of this show, is whenever he gets to write an episode. God, he sucks. Anyway, this is a fucking great episode. Um, and I'm glad we got to see it. Uh, can we wrap up this podcast and tell our listeners about our Patreon and what yeah, they can Yeah, and I'm going to try to do this fast because, as you may have heard, I'm very hungry. <laughs> so, patreon.com slash potting bros. We are still a little ways away from $100 a month, which will get the Doctor Who TV movie episode. Woohoo! Eighth Doctor, coming soon, maybe. Uh, $1 gets you a mildly special Discord where marking you as a friend of the show. You can get all of our bonus content next time on the dr huh classics we will be watching the android invasion with the fourth doctor and sarah jane i liked it jordan yeah i haven't seen it yet okay uh what was our most recent one that was um it It was was, fourth doctor again i think it was uh it it was was invisible enemy yeah i think it was invisible we finished the invisible enemy yeah we didn't uh then i left for travel yeah so we're we're getting back on our schedule um $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role mocking you as a companion of the show, which gets you a shout-out in the podcast, and you can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny, funny voices. $10 gets you all that, plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. We will clap for you when we shout you out, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it, which we don't know when it is yet still. Working on getting employed. Trying to figure it out. Uh, so thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers: Dan Big Challenge, Silva, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Tasty Sea Sponge, and the honorary members of House to Souza: Cassidy, Destry Hawk, HK, and Sauceworks. Yay! Uh, we do have a message this week. Uh, it's not a it's not a message for us to read in a funny voice, but I will read it in a funny voice, my own. 
Uh, this is from Stephanie Karen, who says, I just found out that Stephen Moffat in 1999 did a Doctor Who parody called The Curse of Fatal Death for Charity. Are you guys going to watch it on the podcast? Because it would be perfect for a special episode. I heard Now, Jordan, I looked this up. This is the episode where, the doctor where Stephen regener- Moffat said, can you imagine how funny how it would funny be if would there be. was a woman doctor? Yeah. Uh, I learned about that from an H-Bomber guy video one time. Me too. Um, I don't know where stuff like that fits into this podcast. I'd like to get to stu- stuff like that at some point. There's like the fifth doctor's... Uh, I can't remember what uh, the five ish doctors, I think was what it was called. The five ish doctors reboot. That's the name. I'd like to watch stuff like that, but I don't know when that'll fit into it, but I, I'd like to believe that it will at some point. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of doctor who episodes to watch. We do. I don't know. Maybe we can do curse of the fatal death for April fools or something. No, our April Fool's episodes are got to be way more high concept than that. <laughs> yeah, the high concept of watching Supernatural. <laughs> it is pretty high concept. We pretended like we had been watching Supernatural the whole time. Come on. Give I us did some make up some fake episodes. Uh-huh. David Copperfield, eat your heart out. <laughs> I don't remember if that was a real one. That was one of, that was one of them. Uh, so- oh no, Chris Angel was a douchebag is the is the one that I named that after. Right. Uh, can- That's right. Uh we're on the always space. Oh yeah, no, we got to do our socials and stuff first. We're on Twitter at Potting Bros. If that website still exists by the time you're it can be one of on your co-host. it can be one of your 600 posts you look at every day. We're on co-host or 800 if you have blue. Uh, if you have Twitter blue, stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, don't. Uh, listen, yeah. We're on co-host at Doctor Huh. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. We're on Tumblr at Doctor Huh, and I'm on Tumblr at Kiwami Breakfast. Kiwami K I W A M I, like the Yakuza game. Uh, I've got another podcast, Sounds About Light, where we have just started Tara's story in Birth by Sleep. We love that guy and his uh, Ben voice. Uh, I, here's what just happened. I didn't know that I was about to do Tara voice, and I did it wrong because I wasn't thinking. Uh, aqua! I hate aqua, you! Aqua! No! Ventus! Okay. Enough of that. Jordan, where are you at on Camarocho Radio? Uh, we are looking to find time to record our last episode of the Tani Mora special chapters where oh shit where uh where a character no last one we did was the character the chapter where the villain just walks you around the city and describes the plot of yakuza 4 to you okay i love look i'm a yakuza 4 fan i loved that chapter <laughs> it was very different from the time it happened in yakuza 3 because in this time they were walking you're walking sitting in a chair that was that made <laughs> all the difference to you yakuza 3 chapter 9 the plot uh, we're on noisepace.xyz. Lots of other shows. Uh, I know that Sounds About Light and Kamarocha Radio are both on Noisepace. Also check out Fear Baiting is back. Um, I'm allowed to shout out Zero to Zero now that I'm not on it. I mean, I already was, but now I'm sh- giving it this kind of shout out. Shout out to Zero to Zero. Shout out to uh, Pot of Greed, the true Pot of Greed podcast. The not real, the hashtag real Pot real of Greed. Pot of greed. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of great shows on Noisepace. Check them out. And now, Jordan... I'm going to give you a prayer, that and then I'm going to go forget. eat as soon as possible. This is like your doctor's hamotzi. That's right. May your life flow like the a river. river. May your day smell like a rose. <laughs> May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of Black Jack. Harkness. Who we still only seen once. May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. Ugh. And may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior! Doctor Bye! Doctor Bye!